there's there's so many clients out there in need and you know the people who I work with the best are not going to be the people you work with the best I have to find my thousand people my tribe and you need to find yours and there's not going to be that much overlap <laughs> you no. know so I don't worry about giving away all my secrets or you know <laughs> I don't worry I don't like I'm not up at night worrying about oh did that person get that per- that client that I really wanted you know it's it's never feels that way to me it feels like abundance you know <laughs> it feels like there's just tons of people out there needing writing um, which is amazing I think that's a beautiful mindset and you're 100% authentic with this I love that I love that <laughs> Michael Seville my one of my best friends he was telling me on one occasion because I was so concerned uh, I had written out my philosophies and I put them on LinkedIn and this was like kind of my start you know mm-hmm. PAM management and um, and rock movers and also uh, I was teaching uh, a story of how to let go. If it fits, it ships and all these different little philosophies and don't spill coffee syndrome, you know? And so I'm like teaching all these different philosophies and all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, oh no, I haven't made it yet. Somebody's going to come and snatch up all my stuff and they're going to use it and then I won't have anything. Right, right. And Mike's like, no, it doesn't really even matter because when it all comes down to it, it's really whoever can use the information the best. And the thing about it is, is nobody's going to be able to use it the way you use it. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And, you know, there there are reasons to be concerned about your ideas being stolen. Um, you know, I think plagiarism is kind of rampant <laughs> in the Internet world and it's sort of unfortunate. Um, But you're absolutely right that it's not just that statement. It's not just that philosophy. It's about so much that goes into that. And, you know, when people are buying, people always say, you know, people don't buy your product. They buy you. Right. They're buying you. So it's it's really is, you know, you've got to find that connection with people Um, and nobody can connect with people on the same level that you do. You know, it's 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 different, even if they have your words. Right. They, They don't necessarily have that connection the, that you make with people. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really important lesson to, to, to take home. I, that's So I want to go back to something else you said, because you mentioned something and I appreciate, um, I appreciate you, the agreement with that message, you know, and that is, I believe that mentors should be mentored as they mentor a mentee. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to you and I'm like, like, wow, because one of the things that you said, if somebody was able, even if you taught them yourself, an apprentice, even if you taught them yourself and they were able to go out and find their tribe, that would be an amazing feat. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Do you have somebody that mentors you or that you, whether it's from a distance or whether it's up close? Yeah, absolutely. I've had a lot of mentors throughout my business life, throughout my uh, academic life, although I would say that sometimes I wish I had more mentors back then because I think that might have helped me get further, uh, get, get, go in the direction I was trying to go. Um, But yeah, you know, the, the woman who first uh, gave me my start, who took me on as her intern, um, her name is Erica Dickstein um, and her company is Spring Insight in Washington, DC. She's based in Washington, DC. Um, she was amazing. You know, I got on the call with her for my interview and she said, what kind of marketing do you like? And I said, 
I don't know, advertising. I didn't know there were different kinds of marketing. <laughs> and essentially during that interview, she gave me a kind of masterclass about marketing, you know, um, and it was incredible. And I was like, wow, that's so generous. And I, for the most part, what I found going from academia to the business world is how generous people are. You know, I'll meet you at a networking event and then that person will go and refer me to somebody the next day, you know, and I think that's just incredible and so, so fun. And I, so I am always thinking about kind of, you know, repaying that favor or paying it forward, I suppose. Um, I'm always on the lookout for people to connect with other people. I'm always thinking about, you know, I, I get tons of requests for writing that I don't want to do, not the types of stuff that I do. And I am more than happy to send them to other ghost writers, send them to other people who I think might be a better fit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I find mentors at all levels, you know, up and down the down the, the train, I would say. I am all about learning from other people and, you know, making sure that those that I'm being a good mentor and learning from the best as well. So I totally agree with you that mentors need mentors, too. Um, when I first started my business, I went to score and I had some score mentors and that was very helpful. The Just kind of getting my feet wet writing a business plan, um, figuring out, you know, kind of thinking long term about where I want to be. Um, all of that was helpful. I think the best thing about having a mentor is that they can, their perspective is the big picture, right? They, they can kind of pull you out of your daily day-to-day -day stuff and, and have you kind of focus on the bigger picture. And you have to do that sometimes with your business or you'll just get buried in client work. <laughs> so, yeah. Powerful words. Powerful words, you know, and I think that that's probably the reason why we're seeing like the rise of coaches right now. Mm, yes. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's definitely, it's definitely a place for them. Don't get me wrong, you know, because some of the greatest that we never really realized that Michael Jordan had his own, you know, personal coach. I mean, those that were following in the NBA, but if you just looked at these players from the outside looking in, you're like, oh, well, he's got that coach right there, you know, that's on the side of the basketball uh, court. That's, you know, head coach and defensive coach, you know, and probably yep. some, a couple other people, but we didn't realize that some of the greats had their own personalized coach. Yeah. They got off the court, they went back and they did even more. And that some of these huge CEOs have got consultants coming in there and feeding them information. Now the CEO is being known for everything that they've yep. done. Yep. Is this called ghost coaching? <laughs> <laughs> might be. We might have coined a new term. I like it. <laughs> no, it, it's really true. You know, there's, I had a business coach when I first started. She was another great mentor of mine. Um, I have mixed feelings about the sort of flood and predominance of coaching. I think, you know, there are some amazing coaches out there. And when you find one, gosh, hold on to them. Because <laughs> I think among the sea of coaches, there there's also a lot of coaches who aren't really worth the money that you're paying them. And you have to be really discerning to figure out, you know, who's really going to help me and who's, what do I really need? I've had the most success, I think, with very specific coaching. Like I have a hiring coach, you know, I'm, I'm hiring people. So I want to make sure that I'm going to be a good manager. I need to know all the steps of hiring and recruiting and onboarding and, and training and even 
firing and exiting if that needs to happen, you know. Um, so I've hired a coach to help me through all that. And I think that was a really good move um, because I know that being a manager is really important. Being a good manager is really important to the success of a team. Um, and yeah, I can I can run my business by myself, but how do I how do I get a team together and and make sure that they're working you know as efficiently as possible? That's a whole different uh, can of worms, it seems to me. Um, so yeah, I think that would be my biggest piece of advice about coaching is just look for someone who can do who has the specific skills that you need um, in the moment rather than like a global <laughs> business coach to just sort of coach you through everything kind of like a Liam Neeson taken that's right that, is that what we're talking about a specialist yeah a specialist that's what you need. <laughs> something like that yeah oh my gosh yeah oh, what a great movie that was <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah Love Liam Neeson, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but and that's and that's what we're looking for, I think, you know, mm -hmm. when it comes down to that. But you know, kind of getting back, you know, to I guess Erica and how she helped set you up for the success yeah. that you have, it, that was like perfect timing. But it wasn't just that she helped set you up. I mean, you know, you can be served the ball, but it doesn't mean that you'll always make contact. You know, yeah. so yeah. it was you who made the contact and then not just the contact, but the commitment that followed after it to play that to play that game out. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's the other thing about the coaching that people don't always realize is, you know, your the success in the end comes back to you and, and how much of the work you're putting in and how committed you are to the process and, you know, all of these things. Um and that's really the bottom line. So whenever I, you know, have worked with coaches in the past, there have been times when I think to myself, could I have done this on my own? You know, <laughs> and, and, and maybe, you know, and maybe it would have taken me longer or something like that. Um, but, but, you know, it's important to realize, like, it, sometimes I think we want to we do, we do some things in our businesses out of desperation because we're stuck and we're trying to get unstuck. And so we're like, ah, I'm going to hire this person and that will get me unstuck. Um, and I think that that's the time to make these kinds of decisions is not when you're stuck. You know, <laughs> think hard and carefully about your mentors and, you know, your coaches. And maybe you can find a mentor who, who can help you. And you don't really need a coach. You just need somebody to poke you with some mindset tricks or some, you know, once in a while, or you need some accountability. A friend can, can lend you accountability. You don't necessarily need to pay someone um, for accountability. Um, so I think there's just a lot of things to consider uh, when it comes to mentors, coaches, <laughs> all of that stuff. Um, you know, and to, to remember that ultimately everything comes down to you so maybe you know do you have a commitment problem do you have a motivation problem right it's it's tough to diagnose these things for ourselves um but i think if you're in the wrong mindset it, it can just look like let me just grab onto this thing um because that's that's i'm sure this is going to fix my problem and it, it's the, those decisions almost never pan out for me <laughs> personally when i make decisions from those those moments of desperation Yes, I agree. I agree. And I think that, you know, listening to your story, one thing that 
I would love for our audience to take away from this was that you chose to separate yourself for, for one complete year as you were building this thought process. There, there was a lot of things that had to been happening during that year. I mean, I know that you stated you saved money, you know, and that you were conquering at least one fear, the fear of not knowing what you could do. So those are two prolific things that you that you actively admitted to doing. But I wonder if you could tell the audience some of the other things that you did that really prepared you for the coaching or for the mentoring uh, that you got from Erica, because that's really what it takes. You know, even when you talk to a coach, sometimes they say, are you coachable? Because somebody who's really good at what they do, they want to know if you're able to open up, if you're able to receive, and if you're able to act. Yes, yes. That openness, I would call that openness to the opportunities is so important. Um, I think, you know, as much as I was afraid of failure during that first year, I was also really optimistic. I was feeling, you know, like, I'm going to figure this out. You know, where I was was so bad that I don't have a choice but to but to figure something else out. And it might not be this thing, you know, maybe it's not going to be marketing or whatever, but I'm going to figure out something new. And I trusted myself enough during that year that I trusted myself to figure it out, basically. Um, and so I, I kind of, you know, always knew that somehow it was going to be okay. You know, I figured worst case scenario, I would just go and find a job. And I was okay with that outcome if that's what it was going to be. Um, but I just knew that I couldn't keep going down the track I was on and I needed to change direction. So I think the openness was one thing that was really important during that year. Um, I do think having, you know, I'm, it's funny because I think of myself very much as an introvert. I'm very introverted. I, I don't get a lot, you know, being around other people, doing podcasts like this, doing networking events is a real energy drain for me. Um, it takes a lot of energy for me to do this kind of thing. Um, and I think I was really surprised at how easily I found networking in the business world to be. So I've really built my business by in-person networking and getting referrals um, from other people. And so that ability to sort of, I don't know, set myself up in a way to have conversations with people. Um, my, my curiosity, I have a really natural curiosity about me, really helped me figure out, you know, where am I going? What's the next move? Um, and I, I learned so much from people. That was the other another way that people in the business world were so generous with their time. Um, you know, I had people say to me, oh, don't read that book. Let me give you the 10 minute, <laughs> 10 minute summary. You know, uh, Let me give you the Cliff's notes. Oh, don't do that here. Here, this is a better thing to do. You know, I, had, I got a lot of free advice uh, that was really good advice and from, coming from a really authentic place uh, where I just, I felt, really supported in what I was trying to do. Um, and having all of that just also made me believe that, oh, I guess I can do this. You know, I think, <laughs> I think other have, you know, running into people who believed in me and thought that what I was doing was cool um, just gave me a lot of confidence that I wouldn't have had otherwise. 
And that was going to be my next question. That, there was a lot of powerful statements in what you just said. This is kind of what I took out of that. First thing was, you know, self-belief and developing that self-belief, belief that you could actually do whatever it was, even if you didn't know what it was yet. Yeah. But just developing that belief that when I figured this out, I got this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then the pursuit of your desire, your passion, you know, not giving up, giving yourself ample amount of time, but then not just wasting it, you know, right. asking those hard questions day by day, you know, opening yourself up. And I that made it it made a difference for you because it brought the next thing you said brought you back to self-belief, which was learning from other people or from people that had more knowledge, had more wisdom, had more strengths in whatever area that was than you did at that very moment, even if it was just in a mindset shift or just being able to see someone who was already doing it, but mm -hmm. being more open to them because you're pursuing your own desire, your own passion it gave you an opportunity because now you're talking about it. One of the things that I, I tell people, I'm like, listen, you should absolutely tell people what you desire to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. I got the remarks back. No, you never tell anyone. Well, I said, well, why? <laughs> yeah. They said, well, because if you fail, then you have to go back and you have to like let everybody know. You have to do the walk of shame. <laughs> right, right, right. And I understand that because we mm -hmm. we have this fear about ourselves of mm -hmm. not being successful in whatever we plan on doing, but we don't truly fail until we've given up. When we right. do share with other people what we desire to do, those that mean us no well, no good, they will show themselves. Yeah. And that's a great thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because Absolutely. Now I know I don't need to be around you anymore. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for making that clear. Yes. <laughs> right. You said something like that. You that was yeah. part of your your fear in networking. What yeah. and you know you didn't actually say it, but this is what I took from it. Mm -hmm. You know that there was a little bit of a fear in networking yeah. because you're an introvert. So am I. Yeah. Most people don't realize it because of the way I speak. Right. The way I act. Right. But when I realized I can just go out there and be myself yes, and yes. people will actually like me for who I am. Yes. Oh. That's not hard. Yes. <laughs> That's what I told you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. And, you know, when you're a good listener, as most introverts are, people love talking to good listeners. <laughs> you know, you hardly have to talk at all. You just ask them a question and then you can keep asking them questions and eventually they'll ask you a question and you'll be able to answer because you're in a conversation now. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I was really worried about networking in the beginning and it was awkward. It can be awkward, still awkward sometimes. Um, but, you know, I always like try to go in with like, what am I going to get out of this? You know, I'm, I want to get something out of this. I'm just going to go in with a good attitude and, you know, meet some people. It'll be fun. I never put a lot of pressure on myself. Oh, I got to meet 10 clients. You know, that 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 makes it miserable. But if I just go in looking to learn what I can learn from people, it's it's always a good time. And I totally agree with you about talking about what you're doing 100 percent. I tell people who are writing books, talk about your book you know, bring it up every time you get a chance. <laughs> Talk about what you're writing because that's when 
people are going to give you the feedback. You know, people think, oh, I got to have the book finished before I can get feedback. No, you should get feedback from the very beginning because that's going to change your perspective on what you're writing. And it can change it in really beautiful ways. If you can't explain a concept or if you explain a concept and someone's confused, then you know you need to go back to the drawing board. Um, and so I think, you know, looking for those moments where you can talk about what you're doing, whether it's your book, book you're writing or the business you want to start or you want to be a speaker and you haven't done any speaking yet um, you never know where someone's going to say oh let me introduce you to somebody or oh I've got an idea for you um, and you know this there's just there's not I there's no negative there's no drawbacks to talking about it I mean yeah you worry that you might not make it and you know I see people all the time make the announcement like I'm gonna finish my book by some date and you know inevitably they're writing three months later I didn't finish my book you know and there's there's really no reason to do that people aren't keeping a list of what you said you're gonna do they don't remember you know they'll cheer you on once you're finished you know just all you have to do is talk about it when you're done um, and yeah so I mean yeah I think I think we worry we we always think that people are paying way more attention to us than they actually are and that just that just puts a lot of pressure on us when it's, it's un, you know it's not necessary <laughs> I agree with you I think that that's just and it's amazing because we're going through these motions right day yeah. by day it's like happening to us it's happening to us right now and we don't even recognize it sometimes, which you mentioned also earlier about finding that right mentor, that right coach, that right pastor, that right priest, that right big brother or mom or dad or next door neighbor. It's really about whoever has the ability to lend their ear. And when they speak, they can speak from a place of compassion, mm -hmm. education, experience, yes. and love. Yes. And I think that that makes a difference because even if they don't have all of those components, as long as they're giving it from a very positive standpoint, a place where you can benefit, then it's all good. Right. I think that's really key because it's easy sometimes to find people who can knock us down. But the people who are supportive are really the ones you want in your camp. You know, if, it, if it's somebody who, you know, you, you wouldn't take advice from them outside of your business, you know, why would you take advice from them inside your business, right? Um, you know, yeah, you want to you <laughs> you you work with, you want to talk to people and listen to people who you, you respect and, you know, who've earned your, your trust. So, you know, that's, that's always key. And we have to be, you have to be careful because I think starting a business, it's almost like becoming a parent, you know, people start giving you all kinds of unsolicited advice all the time. <laughs> they hear the name of your business and they've got 14 opinions about that. And you're like, thanks. I didn't need to, <laughs> I've already made up my mind. This is the name, you know, not a good time for advice. <laughs> so, you know, you have to, you, you have to be really clear about your boundaries i think when it comes to getting advice taking advice yes for sure for <laughs> sure and just like like you mentioned with parenting i mean the exact same thing applies right it's like right. hey guess what i'm having a child like oh come here let me tell you something about those kids right. <laughs> right. Yes. what ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will really mess with your head if you're, you know, if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. 
Oh, you're awesome. You're <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, there was a lot of beautiful, beautiful nuggets that came through here. And I'm sure that there's going to be ghostwriters, writers, uh, many women, as well as men, and hopefully young people also that will gain something and benefit something from what you've shared today. I've enjoyed this conversation. So tell me, how can people get in contact with you if they need a ghostwriter? Thanks, Joel. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it as well. Um, you can find me on my website, which is thepocketphd.com. Uh, that's where you can find out all about my services, ghostwriting, LinkedIn services, etc. Um, and then I'm always on LinkedIn. That's the easiest place to message me if you want to send me a message. Um, and I am there at Emily Crookston. That is awesome. Let me see something here. Spell um, pocket, P-H-D, P-O-C-K-E-T. Yeah, it's actually the pocket PhD. Ah, I missed the the. The pocket <laughs> yep. PhD.com. Boom. There we go. And let's do that real quick for the people that are viewing. There it is. Thank you. Yes. PhD. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. That's me. Yeah. All right. So everyone can check you out here. And Emily, what would you like to share with anyone, you know, final words? Final words, I, I'll say, you know, there's there's no better time than today to start doing the things that you love. Um, I think for a long time, I had this in my head, like, I'll be happy when X, Y, and Z happens. You know, today I'm miserable, but I'll be happy then. And then at some point I just said, wait a minute. What if I'm happy right now? <laughs> you know, what if I make myself happy right now? And you can, you know, even even if the situation sucks, <laughs> you can you can find ways to you know change your attitude about it. You can find ways to be happy in the moment. Um, and you know, I think that's that's just the key. That's <laughs> that's the key. And if if you are miserable and you have the power to change it, then it's time to change it up. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Emily. I can't wait to speak with you again. Of course, you know you're invited back to the show whenever we get back together again and hear some of your great stories again and your wisdom as well. Love it. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Emily. Bye. So there you have it. Emily, the ghostwriter of ghostwriters the ghostwriter of Rebels, Renegades, and Mavericks, but as I said, the ghostwriter of ghostwriters. Not to say any of the rest of the ghostwriters out there aren't as good. I'm just putting my hat in this ring with Emily. I, I can be biased. I like her, and she does well, and she's like real, authentic. Yeah, she has a great conversation. She's extremely smart, and she knows where she's heading, and she knows how to help you get where you need to be. There's a lot of other things that you'll learn by working with her. And there's a lot of things that we had an opportunity to learn here. You know, like just in this whole thing about self-belief being or this whole thing about mindset shift and being able to achieve those things that you're looking to achieve. Even when the forecast is foggy, you can't see you can't see the city because of the buildings. 
what can I do? What can you do? Well, one thing that Emily did was is she just kind of stopped everything. She built up enough savings to be able to process her thoughts, to declutter her lifestyle, to declutter her mind. And then she actively pursued her desire, her passion. Even when she didn't know exactly what that was, she found a way to believe even more deeply inside of herself and she invested in herself. She enriched herself. She conquered her fear of not knowing exactly what it was that she could do. And then what did she do? She opened herself up to receive. And that's a big thing because many times we don't do that. But she began to learn from other people as she began to explain what she thought it was that she may be able to do. And when it happened, when the opportunity presented itself, she had prepped herself so well during the course of that year that the minute her mentor told her what she was doing, she was able to find that it fit perfectly in her heart, in her mind, and she was able to latch on to it. And now she's doing amazing. So remember, no matter where you are, follow those steps that Emily gave us, because as much as it starts with you, it starts with me. Peace. Thank you.